just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. It's to bless us with a very powerful song. Put our hands together for as she comes. Down your 
Hallelujah. The rain is going to fall. I said the rain is going to fall. I don't want to wait, Master, because of the presence of God is too strong here. Let's welcome the servant of God, the Bishop Chris Cristinado. Put your hands together for him as he comes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for the presence of God all over. We pray that all those who are watching will be blessed today. Lord, use me as a vessel. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Just your homes, lift up your hands and begin to pray. The God, I pray for the fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. In the studio, just lift your voice and say, Lord, fresh oil. Fresh oil for this week. I believe that this week God is going to bring revelations unto us. Fresh oil in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, use me to declare the oracles in Jesus' mighty name. God's people say amen. Please take your seat. Today I want to end with the series that I've been looking at from those who honor you. <laughs> it's a powerful word, isn't it? And then we'll be learning a lot of things. We learned about honoring with ease. And last week I talked about levels of honoring. And my prayer is that God is helping us all to be able to honor those who are due. Hallelujah. If you don't honor your father, it's a curse. If you don't honor your mother, it's a curse. If you do not honor your pastors, that's also a curse. If you do not honor the government, it's a curse. Yeah. You know, and so it's important for us to understand what God is talking about when we, it comes to honor. Today I want to talk about the results of dishonor. Is it because as we've been talking about honoring, we need to also know for those who don't honor, what happens to them? And, and I'm going to give you five points today. You see, but before we do that, let's go to Luke chapter 11, verse 23. Luke chapter 11. Hmm. Ismail, I can't feel you. Luke chapter 11 verse 23 and I'm reading from the King James and also the NLT Bible says that he that is not with me is against me and he that gathereth is he not with me scattereth he that is not with me is against me this is Jesus speaking and he that gathereth not with me scattereth NLT. Can we look at NLT? NLT says that anyone who isn't with me opposes me. Anyone who is not with me or who isn't with me opposes me. So Jesus is saying that if you are not with what he's doing, whether you are quiet, whether you are you are not talking about it, whether you are a passive person, whatever, the fact that you are not doing what Jesus is doing, you are the opposer. Pastor Richard, if I were to be Jesus and I am standing here preaching and you are not with me preaching, that means that you are against me. I am not preaching. I am not saying this. I didn't write the Bible. Did you see my name written that Chris wrote the Bible? Oh, me, how can I write it? I don't even remember the last time I wrote a letter. He says that in the, in the NLT, that's New Living Translation, anyone whether you're Chinese, whether you're Ghanaian, whether you're Nigerian, South African, Cuban, 
anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So what Jesus is doing, if you are not alongside him, you are against him. You see, this point is very important because I want us to understand that if you do not honor, if Jesus is into honoring and you don't honor, you are against Jesus. So you are, dis- you are dishonoring. So some of you, you say, oh, me, I don't like me, you know, I don't like my, I'm just a quiet person. Stop what you are saying. You are not, you are not a quiet person. You are a dishonoring person. So there are some people in our lives you must honor. And if you do not honor them, what you are saying by you're not honoring them is that you are dishonoring them. That is the premise I want to start on today. (laughs) I need you to get that point well. And so if you are to honor your father during his birthday and you don't honor him, you see, don't give excuses like, oh, I don't have money. And then what you have done is that you have dishonored him. By not honoring the one you must honor, you have dishonored. I hope it's getting, it's getting into our spirit. You know, so today I want to, before I go into the real results, which are five, I want us to just have a kind of a recap of what we should we should be thinking of when we say somebody is honoring and then by that we can also know the opposite of that would would be those who are not who are dishonoring are you understanding me so if we can know someone who is honoring the opposite of that will give you an idea of those who are dishonoring (laughs) so number one just write these ones down. Someone who is dishonoring. Okay? Or someone who is honoring. Whichever way you want to look at it. So if, if number one, if you do not think properly about the person you must honor, it's a clear sign that you are dishonoring the person. If you do not think properly, you see, I remember in the Bible, in Acts chapter 28, the Bible talks about Apostle Paul and then his friends had gotten to the island of Malta. And when they got there, these people didn't know them, but they knew that there was a man of God with some people who were coming. And when they arrived, Bible says, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. Verse 2. And then, you know, it, it continues to say, verse 2, verse 2, Acts chapter 28 verse 2. So Bible says that and the barbarous people showed us not little kindness for they kindled a fire and received of everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire there came a viper out of the heat and fasting on his hand. So they were watching. These were people who were trying to do good to, to Paul and because the weather was cold. And Bible says that, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves. So this is what they began to think about this great man of God. No doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. So sometimes when you look at somebody you must honor and you see some things that make you ask questions, you can easily conclude some bad about the person. Am I talking to somebody? 
There are times people even think that their pastors are thieves. There was a season the church the church network was not working, and I had to. There was no other network but mine that people could depend on. So I used my network for two weeks for the church, and that meant that my 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 number was not active for me. But within that season, I was so uncomfortable. I kept telling the administrator that you know, got to change this thing because I don't, I don't like, I don't like people to think evil about. But you see, this is the reality, and not surprising. One person I got to know that a person was asking that, ah, why is it that they are using Bishop's number as the church, whatever? And I said, you see, but you see, later this person. Who, who is a man actually getting to know what had happened rather said oh God bless the bishop because for two weeks the bishop's phone was used for the church you see and that's what happened Bible says when they began to think about what had happened in verse 5 Bible says that, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm Howbeit, they looked when he should have swollen they were looking whether what they were thinking was correct that if Paul should die, then that means we, we have what we thought that is a murderer. It is true. If we can have a proof of what we are thinking, then our thinking is correct. And that's, that's how they were thinking about a great man of God. And Bible says in verse 6, it says that habit, they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead. And suddenly, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. So after they had looked down and they were not seeing their evil thoughts come to pass, they had no option but to begin to honor the man of God as this man is a great man of God. Am I talking to somebody? There are times that people think bad about their, their own father. They think bad about their own mother. But when they begin to see that things have changed, their wives will think bad about their husband until they see that God is blessing their husband before they start thinking well about their husband. There are people who have thought bad about the bishop. They have thought bad about the prophet until they see that God has used the prophet to heal them before they begin to say that the prophet has been a blessing to me. So Jesus said, if you are not with me, you are against me, but it will show with time. We will we, get to know that you are against us by some things that will, would come up. So, this issue, a lot of people actually naturally have the seed of the serpent in us. That naturally, we are people who dishonor. Naturally, we dishonor. We naturally dishonor. But my prayer is that as you keep hearing these words of God, the entrance of the word will give us light. I didn't hear your amen at home. Yeah, as you keep hearing the word of God concerning honor, may it enter into your spirit so much that now you become naturally somebody who honors those who must be honored. Can I have an amen? Hmm. The point that I gave you, didn't understand, you got to listen to the message again. Point number two. So what I'm giving you are just signs of people who honor or dishonor, whichever way you want to cut it. So number two. Okay, let's look at it this way so that I can help you. So I'm going to give you people who honor and then you should negate it. You should look at the opposite and then it will help you to know those who dishonor. So number one that I, I gave was people who think 
properly. So if you think properly, then you are somebody who is honoring that person. So the opposite is, if you don't think properly, you are dishonoring the person. And these people, that's how they initially were dishonoring Apostle Paul. Until God delivered him. Hey, I don't know, I can preach on that, that verse alone. For an all night. Because the revelations are too heavy. Yeah. Sometimes people, people, people don't trust you until something has happened. And you have been vindicated. Then they begin to trust you. That is why you must, you must remain faithful to the end. So point number two, if you acknowledge and show respect to those who you must show respect to, then you're honoring them. So we want to look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse, I believe, 32. Open the floodgates <laughs> in abundance and cause your rain sing it for me to fall on me, Baba. Open the floodgates in abundance. This is the last Sunday of this month and cause your rain. Receive a blessing to, to fall, fall on me, Baba. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 30 the Bible says 
And this is a very important scripture. I want you to take note. It says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. I am the Lord. Somebody say, Amen. You know, I want to read the NLT because sometimes the NLT gives us a contemporary English version of what it's trying to say. In Leviticus chapter 19, Verse 32. Oh my God. I don't know about you, but I'm already blessed. He said, Stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. When you see somebody who shows respect to the aged, when you see somebody who is older, you respect that person. I remember when I started this series, one of the things I said, was that in this modern day you see people who easily despise old people you get in a car you see somebody who is standing especially you go abroad you easily find people who are standing in buses oh young boy you just see an older person come to stand in the bus instead of getting up for the older person to sit and say but we've all paid we've all paid <laughs> but it's used not to be like that but you see, if you are a believer, you need to know that this is what God expects of you. Give honor to whom honor is due. Give respect to older people. Give respect to older people. Respect your mother. Respect your father. Respect that spiritual person who has been around for a long time. And as you do that, you are actually honoring such people and God will extend your years. It shall be well with you. Can I have an amen? amen. Number three. Number three, if you adapt, if you adapt to the person you're honoring, you are actually honoring the person. When I say if you adapt, is it for example, if, if, if I am to honor my father, the bishop, prophet Dakiwad Mills, I need to adapt to his way of doing things. His way of doing things is that look, we work until we get results. We don't, we don't relax. If I am to honor him, I must, I may not be like that, but I must immediately become like that. So some of you, you are phlegmatics. Naturally, you want to be slow. But if you are honoring with with your boss or you are honoring your pastor who is not phlegmatic, you need to change your pace and move in the pace that your pastor is moving in. By doing that, you are honoring the person because you have adapted, you have adjusted, you have tried to just become what he wants you to become so that you can get results with him. Are you understanding me? For example, you look in the Bible, there are a lot of people who honored people they had to honor by doing things that brought respect. For example, if you are coming before a man of God, you just don't come empty-handed. In the days of Saul, when when the fathers' um, asses got lost and they were going to look for a prophet, the servant of Saul said, we could not go empty-handed. So we had to go with the gift. Why? Because that is honor. They were going to meet a prophet. They were going to meet a seer. And they had to go with the gift. They had to go with their venison. <laughs> Some of you, when it comes to adapting, you even have to adapt in terms of your dressing, in terms of your outlook. 
when Joseph in the Bible, I believe in Genesis chapter 41 there about, when Joseph was going to meet the, 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 the Pharaoh of the time, Bible says that in, I think verse 14, Genesis 41 verse 14, he had recommended, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved, and he shaved, is that all for the verse 14? And he shaved. Some of you, you don't like shaving. You are going before Pharaoh and you have not shaved. Hmm. <laughs> Some people are getting offended now. You are going before a great person. You are going for an interview. You shave. That's why you don't get a job. You don't want me to say that one too? He said that, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. So he shaved. That means that he had some funny Rastatodion beard, you know. But when he heard that challenge, Pharaoh was calling. He said, no, 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 I can't go like that. So he went to a barber and then got a nice shave. And then put on a nice cloak. You just don't go to somebody you honor or you're trying to honor with just any dress. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Some of you, when your father calls you, you need to brush your teeth before you go and say, Daddy, please, I'm here. But you come with your turn your face like that and say, Daddy, I hear you are calling me. You are not serious. If I am your father, I will slap you. And I say in the name of Jesus, I'll slap you. The reason why a lot of people don't have beloveds, Pastor Richard, is because most of you, you are not adopted. In the Bible days, the Bible says that Ruth, who followed Naomi, when they had come back to where they were, that was in Jerusalem. Bible says that, and Naomi asked Ruth to work with a relative who was called Boaz. And Ruth had to always come well dressed, well he had to bat before you come before this great man. How can you just come before people and you have not bat, sister? Hmm. Mercy. I can see the homes are quiet. So we must learn to adapt. Look at somebody and tell the person we are learning how to adapt. If you honor your pastor, you adapt to his way of doing things. You flow with his way of doing things. <laughs> hey! Point number four. This, this is not the main point. I'm just giving you this picture so we can understand the results of people who don't do these things. Number four. Not paying attention to the one you're honoring's words. So if you are honoring your father If you don't pay attention to his words You are dishonoring him If you pay attention to his words You are honoring him If he tells you do this and you do it It just means that you honor him In Proverbs chapter 4 Verse 20 
take note, everything I give you, I'm just quoting scriptures. Very, very important because that is the authority by which we declare the word of God. Bible says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. The other version is, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. So you see, the fact that you can listen carefully to the one you are honoring, is a sign that you are honoring the person. Some of you, you when somebody is talking to you, and then you, are, you, are, you are whatsapping on your phone. It's a clear indication that that person is not that special in your heart. I'm, te- I'm teaching you something. Because you see, let's say for me, who knows what I'm talking about and I practice it. If I'm talking to you and then whilst talking to you, you are on your phone. In my mind, it's like, oh, this person, I think he doesn't, he's become familiar. And then that will be it. In a sense. That will be it. But you see, when you are, when somebody is talking, somebody who is more important than you is talking to you and then you begin to listen attentively. It's a sign that this person is special to me. Ask yourself, if it was your, this other person, if it was your boss, would you do that? How come that your husband is talking to you and then you are, you are WhatsApping on your phone? Because your husband is now belittled in your eyes. You don't respect your husband again. And, and most marriages are like that. Wives do not honor their husbands again. So as husbands are talking to them, their mind is somewhere on Facebook. Darling, can I have my food? Oh, baby, I'm please. I'm, I say I'm hungry. Can I have my food? Please, excuse me. I'm coming. I'm just chatting with somebody. If it was your boss, will you do that? Even if it was your pastor, you say, oh, pastor, please. But your husband, no. It's because you are dishonoring your husband. And that's why you may not live long. You don't like my preaching, but that is the truth. A lot of people respect their pastors, but they don't respect their husbands. Oh, bishop. Hey, bishop. He's up here. As if you are an angel who has been born today. But your husband, you are not. Darling, darling, you are not. Oh, look at you. You are not serious. You don't look like us. And we are changing in Jesus' name. And so if we say we honor our prophet, we take his word seriously. Those of us who listen to him, the preachings on podcasts, we have the books we are listening to and then reading. That is somebody. You don't have to be. You don't have to come and say, well, I honor prophet. It's just indicative of the fact that you honor him. You take his words. What he preaches and says, you do it. Like as I'm preaching, those who are under my jurisdiction, as the bishop of this area, you listen to me and you do it. Just by doing it, it's a sign that you honor me. And the God who looks into the heart, he will bless you. Because you are hearkening to the words. Huh. So those who don't do that, they are dishonoring. Put your hand on your head and say, I'm changing. Hmm. People are quiet today. And then let me just end on point number five, okay? And then we are coming to the real message, which is just for a short, a short time. 
The point number five is if you give the one you're honoring your substance. If you give the one you're honoring your substance, it's a sign that you're honoring the person. You know? If you don't, if you don't give the person of all that God has blessed you, your substance, it's a message that you don't honor the person. <laughs> see, I remember the premise of Luke chapter 11 verse 20. He that is not with me is against me. So he that does not do this is opposite, is doing the opposite. So just by not doing this, you are doing the opposite. Just by the fact that, let's look at, let's look at um, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Just by the fact that you, you are not honoring what you are saying is that with your substance, what you are saying is that you are dishonoring the person. You don't reach the person high enough to have any substance from you. But that is why it's important for us to let it. If somebody is valuable in your sight, you must certainly be sowing into the person's lives. Your mother, your father, your pastor, your boss, our prophet, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. I said, gotta do it. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And God is teaching us an example of honoring. Honoring the Lord with thy substance. And the Bible said that, and with the first fruits of all that increase. So one of the ways to honor is honoring by your substance. So somebody who doesn't honor with the substance, but with mouth, keke, that person, is, he has an evil mind. Time will show. So let, let's be practical now. If you say you honor me, once in a while you realize that you want something tells you you want to sow into my life. Money. I'm saying, I need your money, but you see, I'm teaching me. Those that I honor, I seasonally sow in their lives. If you honor somebody, like, hey, this person you rate very high, seasonally you sow into that person's life. Especially that person's special days, like the birthday. Yeah. You sow. Mother's Day, you sow. Father's Day, you sow. The person has had maybe a relative pass on. You do something, you buy boxes of water and go and just something that shows that look, this person is highly rated in my heart. That thing, that thing, if you have it, you live long. That thing, if you have it, you do well. If you don't have it, I'm going to show you what happens to you. So now let's go to the main message. What are the results of dishonor? Point number one. Hmm. Point number one. Demonic invasion of your life. <laughs> the results of someone who dishonors is that that person has demonic invasion into his life. I'm reading some few scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 17. Deuteronomy 32.17 What does it say? Bible says that they sacrificed unto devils not to God. To God's hmm, hey can you minimize it? So that we can see the whole verse. They sacrificed unto devils not to God. 
to gods whom they knew not. To gods whom they knew not. To new gods that came newly up whom your fathers feared not. This is a very frightening scripture because you see, what he's trying to say is that these are people who knew what to do but they didn't do it. And they waited and started doing it to new gods who they knew not. Like you see, you are with your pastor, you don't show honor, you don't show anything, but rather what you'd want to do is that when there's a new person, maybe he comes, they say there's a prophet, and then he comes and then preaches and does some gymnastics, then you go and take your one of your cars and then give it as a seed into that person's life. What you are doing is that you are honoring wrongly because those that you must honor, you have not done it and you are trying to show something, so show off. Are you understanding me? And that is what happens. And such behaviors, what it is, is that usually it is not of God. Some people are good at sowing or using their money to do things at their workplace. They use their money to invest in boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. They, they virtually sow or sacrifice to, if you want to call it, things that are not of God, which the Bible is calling devils. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 7. Verse 17. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. This to devils, not to God. Or they sacrifice unto something that would not impressing God. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God. To gods whom they knew not. So instead of sacrificing to the one you know, they don't do it, but they sacrifice it to the ones they don't know. They said to new gods. Sometimes people, people show off when they meet people for the very first time. The people you have known for a long time, you don't do what you have to do to them. A lot of husbands and wives would easily impress other people but not their spouses. This message is for all of us. <laughs> to new gods that came newly up. To new pastors. You see, maybe I'm the, I'm, I just came recently as a new bishop. You see, a lot of people will be nice with me but maybe give myself four years down the road. It's very possible that the same people who is oh, they shall be from now to the And then another person who comes fresh, then say, yeah, so they, they sacrificed unto so such behavior, you are sacrificing unto devils, not to the one you know, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Hmm. Hey. I rebuke that behavior in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 8, we want to look at verse 49 and 50. We want to look at Judas as a classical example of what I'm talking about. You know, John chapter 8, 49, the Bible says that um, it's very, very important. Look at what was said of Judas. Jesus answered, I have, I have not a devil. 
And this particular statement, Jesus was making it clearly to the Pharisees. And his own disciple Judas had exhibited that behavior. So he had a basis to talk like that. He said, Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and ye do dishonor me. Next verse. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. So you see, what Jesus is trying to say is that if I actually am somebody who honors my father, there cannot be devil in me. In other words, anybody who doesn't honor, there is a devil in you. Or there is there is a demonic influence that makes you not want to honor the people you must honor. Hey, Luke 22, 3. We are in church. We are in church. 22, 3. Thank God for the screen. Then entered Satan into Judas. Judas, why? Because this Judas, eh, he was the same guy who said, Ah, I mean, why should Mary um, pour an alabaster box of ointment, which is very expensive, onto Judas? I mean, it could have been sold. There was plenty talking. As if he had a good mind. But you see, he had an agenda. He said that then Satan into Judas, send him Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Satan entered into him. No wonder one day Judas was the one who had to betray Jesus. If you don't honor, I can tell you that it is because there's a Satan somewhere. There's a devil somewhere. And I'm emphasizing this thing because God wants us to be delivered. I've been there before. When the Lord told me that, look, Chris, if you don't change, you don't have a future. You must honor people who have brought you where you are. Yeah. Some of you, somebody led you to Christ. Take that person seriously. Think well about the person. Show into the person's life. Make the person always be feel acknowledged. And then let the person feel welcome. Let the person feel respected. As you are doing all those things, you are actually extending your ears. If you don't do that, devils enter into your life and they invade your life and destroy it. May that the Lord deliver you. Number two, the result of dishonor. This is frightening. You enter into obscure darkness. If you don't, if you don't honor, you become somebody who enters into obscure darkness. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 20. Proverbs 20, 20. Bible says, Proverbs 20, 20. Hmm. My God. Oh Jesus, deliver all of us. Deliver all those who are watching. Deliver every one of us in the name of Jesus. He says that whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. If you insult your father or mother, your light will be snuffed out in total darkness. That means that, you see, darkness is a state where you can't do much. It's a state of you are you are virtually paralyzed. That's why when it's dark, a lot of people go to sleep. Because you can't do much in darkness. 
So when he says that whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamb shall be put out into obscure darkness. That means that as the vision goes off, life becomes dark. You become a struggler. You become a vagabond. Things seem to work. Why? Because you don't honor. And it is the case. A lot of people who have dishonored people they have to honor have gone into a state where nothing seems to work. Irrespective of who they are. You can be a pastor, but you start dishonoring The men of God that have made you what you are, what will happen is that it will look like you are succeeding, but time will show. And now you get to a point where nothing seems to be working. So frightening. Being replaced. Being replaced. So number one, demonic invasion into your life. Number two, you enter to obscure darkness. And number three, being replaced. Esther was, Esther chapter one, verse 15 to 20, was somebody who replaced somebody who was into dishonorings. Into dishonorings. What shall we do unto the Queen Vashti? According to law, because she has not performed the commandment of the King Ahasuerus by the Chamberlains. Verse 16, and Memucan answered before the King and the Princess, Vashti the Queen has not done wrong to the King only, but also to all the Princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen, verse 17, shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes. When it shall be reported, the king Ahasuerus commanded Vashti, the queen, to be brought in before him. But she came not. Verse 18, Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes, which have heard of the deed of the queen, Thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. Verse 19 and 20 is what I want you to take note of. If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the maids that it be not altered that Vashti come no more before King Ahasuerus and let the king give her royal estate let the king give her royal estate let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she and verse 20 and when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire for it is great all the wives shall give to their husbands honor both to great and small somebody say amen Amen. you know so 
Here is this beautiful queen called Vashti, married to a lovely king. Now one day the king had people who were visiting and the king said, listen, tell my wife to come around. She, I want her to come and show her beauty. And the, and the wife said, the king said that, the king said that, if she, if the king wanted me to come, he should have told me a day before. Yeah. He should have given me a prayer notice. Hey. Look, anybody that you must honor should be able to come into your life and then disorganize your life. I, I hope you didn't hear me. I'm saying it again. I said, anyone that you have to honor, such people should be able to come into your life and disorganize your life. And you, you should be okay. If you're a wife and you're honoring your husband or you give the due honor to your husband, your, your husband should be able to, if you want to call it disorganized, come into your life and then disorganize your plans, your day, and you don't have to be offended. The moment you feel offended, that means that he is no more valued in your sight as like a husband. The day your pastor can no longer send you or ask you to do something, because he feels tender when he should do that, you will not take it lightly. That day is the day you are revealing that your pastor is not as valuable in your sight as you want. And that is it. You know, I have, I have, I have come to see that we all have that thing. That is why teaching is important because as we are being taught the word of God, we are being cleansed. Tell your neighbor, I am being cleansed. We are being delivered. Well, naturally, when you meet somebody for your first time and the person is very, you know, the way you treat the person, oh, pastor, oh, bishop, and to some of you, you are beloved. The way you, you call the brother, you rescue him the view because you want him to marry you. But the day the guy will marry you, from that day you see pepper. The guy will see pepper. It's not a it's not a red pepper too. It's a black pepper. We keep pepper. South African pepper. Yes. What has happened? What has happened is because he can't talk to me like that. And that's what happened. Vashti was a very cool lady married a king the king rejected now it had gotten to a point where the king cannot call me anyhow so when the thing happened the advisors around the king said king this thing is a serious thing it's the ladies our wives hear of what the queen had done to you and you had done nothing to react they will all do the same to us they will not respect us so something must be done teach your, your wife a lesson and the king said, you're right. So what should I do? Say, replace her. As we all keep going and coming, you can be replaced. I can be replaced. You can be replaced. Either replaced by a man or replaced by God. Nobody is indispensable. We cannot be displaced and replaced. You, you think you think you are the only person who can do it. Pastor Richard, you can be replaced. But sometimes we don't think like that. We think that, oh, hey, I am the one who is doing this, Bishop doing this. Look, if you misbehave beyond the point, 
you will be faced. And that's what happened. By the time Vashti realized she has, because a wife means that you are, you are by covenant being placed on a chair. So in your mind it's like you can't even imagine you'll be replaced. But the man said, I married you. I put my name on you. I said from today you are no longer my wife. Clear off! Take your bag and your machine and go home. <laughs> and the woman said, is coming. Sometimes what you don't know, brother, is that when God looks at that your behavior, he says, look, you don't honor. I'm giving warning. The bishop has preached. This person has preached. We have read this, but you are not changing. I will replace you. A lot of people are being replaced from their jobs. A lot of people are being replaced from their relationship. A lot of people are being replaced. Look, you can be close to the bishop and one day the bishop will say, look, from today you are no more close to me. And it's a replacement. You can be close to your pastor. You can be close to your boss. A lot of people are being replaced by their bosses. Because the boss feels that you no longer honor him. You no longer, what he gives you, when he gives you deadline, you don't, you are not able to keep it. He will replace you. May you never be replaced. I said, may you never be replaced. Mm. Points number four. I'm closing. Somebody who does not honor. What happens? What's the result of his dishonoring? Number four. He's lightly esteemed. He's lightly esteemed. He's lightly esteemed. This is very frightening point. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 and 17 I, 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 this particular verse anytime I read it I feel so sad you know Hebrews 12 16 and 17 Bible says that lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright for ye know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing he was rejected for he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears you know, it's, it's one of the frightening scriptures. Very, very frightening. Hebrews chapter 12, I want to read verse 16 and 17 from the NLT. Listen to it. He says that, make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau. What did Esau do? That made the Bible refer to him as immoral or godless. If you all know the story, Esau went to see his brother Jacob and said, Charlie, I am hungry. I'm hungry. Just give me some of your nina and then and then the brother said, me, I don't give things like that to There must be exchange. There's a butter trading. So, you give me something. Ah, what are you talking about? I say I'm hungry. So what do you want? 
and the guy was smart enough and said, I want something spiritual. Spiritual? Like what? So your birthright. Birthright? Birthright. Birthright. What do you mean by birthright? What I mean by birthright, if I give you my food. For today I'm the eldest son. Is this something you have to just give me the food and become the first son? He just agreed. That behavior, Bible calls immoral, godless. Bible says that make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. What are you trading your? your precious something for? What are you trading your anointing for? What are you trading that honoring honor that you have to honor just somebody so they can live long? What are you trading it for? And Bible says in verse 17 you know that afterward when he wanted his father's blessing later when he wanted the father's blessing he was rejected. And it was too late for repentance even though he begged with bitter tears that is why Esau is known as somebody actually the Bible says that God hated Esau but you see in actual fact it's not like God hated Esau he allowed himself to be hated he, he you see because God has given all of us the ability to choose so he, by his choices, he came to where people who look like God hates them are on. If you don't honor those you must honor, this is what happens to you. If you don't honor the valuable things that God sees as valuable, look, we, that is why something like marriage, marriage must be honored. Some people don't honor marriages. In this same Hebrews 13, 4, it said that marriage is honorable. If you honor marriage, which God says you must honor, then you begin to treat the marriage carefully. You remain faithful. You treat your spouse carefully. You treat, you give that due respect to the marriage. You don't just be misbehave. You treat the marriage as something that God values. When you do it that way, God says that it shall be well with you and you shall live long. But a lot of people don't do that. They begin to bring in women's rights. They begin to bring in, that's what my father said. They bring in, this is what I saw. They begin to bring in their own ideas. By the time they realize, they are dishonoring the marriage. And by dishonoring what God expects to be honored, you have become like Esau. And because of that, you are also lightly esteemed. You are rejected. You are just pushed aside. God say, look, this guy doesn't value spiritual things. Some of you don't value your pastors. Because you don't value your pastor. God says, oh, really? You don't value your pastor? Alright. Just like Esau. You don't value birthright. You don't value the church you are in. I will let you see something. I believe this coronavirus thing that has, has happened all over the world as a pandemic. It is God's way of saying, just, just do what you want to do. Let's see whether you can survive without me. Planes are no longer flying. People are no longer into business. 
a lot of things that we used to be, you know, it's no more. Why? Because we did not honor the things that God wanted, including God Himself. A lot of people have put God aside. We dishonor God. But we are changing. Look at your neighbor somewhere and say, I am changing. And the last point I want to give you today is the result of somebody who dishonors. Point number five. You do not see the power of God. You do not see the power of God. Mark chapter six. Oh, Lord have mercy. You do not see the power of God. So point number one, demonic invasion into your life. Point number two, you enter into obscure darkness. Point number three, you'll be replaced. Point number four, you'll be lightly esteemed. And then point number five, you will not see the power of God. Mark chapter six from verse one to five. And we are closing. Bible says that, and he went out from thence and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. Verse two. And when the Sabbath was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence had this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Verse 3. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah? Look, even if they had said that, is not this the brother of... He just mentioned one. That would have even been like, oh, maybe out of curiosity. curiosity. But you see, this one, they took their time to say, it's not this, the son of Mary. Then they began to mention everybody concerning him. Is it not the brother of James and Joseph and Judah? And It shows the brevity and the heavy despising of this great servant of God, that is Jesus himself. Next verse. Are not the sisters? You also talk about the sisters. Then says, "But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country." That means that usually prophet is with honor, but when it comes to a place where they know him, then the honor goes down. Jesus was anointed to heal. Jesus was anointed to do miracles. But because of the way he looked at him, he could not function well. Look, I have seen many pastors who are anointed. But when the church begins to belittle them, the church begins to let them not feel that honor that is due them. They feel so weak, they are not able to function well. Or it's almost like God takes something from the pastors. They look weak. I have heard prophet say one day that he went to pray for a sister who, who was sick or so. And as he was praying, he opened his eyes and he saw that the sister was looking at him. And he knew that the sister did not honor him enough. He did not believe in his prayers. And he said, sister, I can see you don't believe the prayers. And the lady said, yes. He said, I don't think you should be in this church. So he directed him to another church. That's how many people are. We don't receive the power that God wants to work through His servants because we don't treat them as if you want to call it fallible enough. 
We don't value them as this is a God sent servant of God. This is an anointed man of God. By the things we do to them, it's clear that oh, this one is just he's just like me. He's also a man like me. He's just yes, I'm a man like you. But depending on how you look at me, I can be a blessing to you or not. And it's one of the reasons why sometimes pastors must be careful not to bring church members so close. So it doesn't affect them. And he could there. I don't know when I'll talk about there. There's, there's a message called there. And he could there. He could there. Do no mighty work. Save that he laid his hands on a, upon a few sick folk and heal them. Jesus, there were places where Jesus would get and then people would just come and listen to Jesus and then healings would take place. But this one, in his own time, he could not. He could. It's not like he did not. He didn't say, and he did not dare do. He said he could not. Something was not working. Son of God, something was not working. Why? Because of dishonor. If your wife, you dishonor your husband, you'll be shocked. You will live through your marriage, but you can't build a house. Because the power to build, which is given to the man, will not be working. That's why a lot of us, we see our parents unable to build. If you go into the thing, you realize that, mommy, daddy, abe. Every time they're fighting, they don't agree. Mommy is always arguing with daddy. Because of that, they are not able to implement their vision. A nation, most of the African nations are like that. Because we don't agree. It's like, this one comes, this is what he wants to do. This project, this one, this project that has been, he has put it aside. It's like, we are all doing what we have come to do. It doesn't work like that. There must be accepting that, look, this one is in power. We must honor. And then that vision would come to or take us somewhere. If we don't do that, it will not work. If you don't support your bishop, it will not work. If you don't support the chairman of the denomination, it will not work. If you don't support a prophet, it will not work. Lift up your hands to the Lord and ask God to show you mercy. Ask God to show you mercy. Don't feel bad. It's a problem that human race have now. It's, it's one of the seeds of the serpent that has entered into our blood that we naturally would dishonor but we are saying oh God have mercy would you want to lift your hands and pray Lord have mercy in your home wherever you are have mercy yeah, Lord Jesus have mercy on me you are in a bus you are traveling but you are watching have mercy Lord, have mercy Lord help me to begin to give honor to those that honor at you in my marriage, let me give honor to my spouse in the name of Jesus, may I honor Lord my husband, may I honor my pastor, may I honor my center director, may I honor my bishop, may I honor the people that I must honor may I honor my prophet in the name of Jesus, at your workplace may you honor your boss in the name of Jesus, would you want to pray just for one minute more that God give me that
another ability to honor her. Yekasia ta nikoshe palia parimekosiketaya. It's only Satan who enjoys dishonoring. Satan dishonored God, and God said, "Wow, you dishonor me, I will cast you out of this place." I created you. It was God who created Satan, but He had forgotten her. People who do not honor, they seem to have forgotten her. We are saying, Lord, that deliver me from this strange pandemic of forgetfulness. May I never be somebody who would dishonor those I must honor because I realize from the teaching that if I do not honor, I cut my life shorter. But if I honor, it shall be well with me and I will live longer. Lord, I choose to honor. 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 In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Every eye closed. If you are not giving your life to Jesus, it's an opportunity to honor Jesus by surrendering all to Him. Without Jesus, there's no way you can make it to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way. He said, He that has the Son of God has life. He that has not the Son of God, in 1 John 5, 12, has not life. So when you have Jesus, you have life. The life there is talking about eternal life. The life that will make you enter into heaven. If you have Jesus, you have it. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have it. If you don't have Jesus, you want me to pray with you, just say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I want those in the studio also join. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please forgive me, please forgive me of all my sins. Of all my sins, I accept you I accept as you. my savior and my Lord. As my savior and my Lord, please come into my heart. Please come into my and be heart. the Lord of my life. And be the Lord of my Lord life. Jesus. Lord Jesus, please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. From today, from today, I am born again. I am born. I again. will serve you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. Satan, listen to me. Satan, listen to me. I will no longer serve you. I will no longer serve you. I will no longer follow you. I will no longer follow Jesus you. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has set me and free. I'm free indeed. And I'm free indeed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For hearing my prayer. Hearing my in prayer. Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray for all those who have made this declaration. They have confessed Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. May their hearts be sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you take over their lives. Help them to even grow spiritually. Use us as a church to help them, to disciple them so that they become what you want them to be. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, I want us to take communion. Wherever you are, get your bread, get your wine. To be, to be very frank with you, if the lockdown is even lifted as a church, it's very probable that we would be coming to church with our communion. So everybody just get your communion ready. Get your bread, get your wine. As we take this communion, God is going to bless us. Take the stage, Lord, and have your way. Take the stage, Lord, and have your way. I'm just a vessel, nothing more. When you are done, yes, please take the glory. Get your wine, get your bread ready. 
I'm satisfied just to see you glorified. Sing it to the Lord. Take the stage. Take the stage, Lord. Have your way. I'm just a vessel. Nothing more. When you are done, please take the glory. I'm satisfied just to see you glorified. Now take your bread. Everyone just have your bread with you. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he said that this is my body broken for you. Eat in remembrance of me. He said, do this as often as you can. We believe that as believers, as Christians, anytime we take the communion, what Jesus did on the Calvary cross for us is activated. If Jesus said it is finished, what he meant was that whatever Satan came to destroy, whatever Satan came to do on earth, he has come to destroy it. He said he was manifest that he would destroy the works of the devil. So when Jesus said it is finished, that means that sickness is finished. That death is finished. That failure is finished. That troubling is finished. Whatever it is that is not of God is finished. And so as you take this bread, I'm believing with you that what Jesus came to do, which is healing, which is blessing, all that will be activated in your life for this week. By this strength, may you journey this week. Lift up your bread and say the body of Jesus. And eat it in the name of Jesus. And he also took the cup of wine and he said, This is my blood poured out for you. I like the word poured. When you say poured, that means that it's something that is flowing. So as you drink this, there's a pouring of God's blood. His son Jesus' blood. You see, believe it. The wine that it could be drink, it could even be water. But the moment we pray over it, it turns practically. Just like the first miracle of Cana, water turned into wine. That's the power of God. This that you have will turn into the blood of Jesus in your body and to mix up with your blood. So if you were sick of malaria, sick of pain, the blood of Jesus begin to move through all those areas, correcting things. I declare and decree that by this blood, may you be marked for health. I didn't hear your amen. I said, may you be marked for health. By the blood of Jesus, may you be exempted from every attack of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus. Drink it now. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your family that you have separated. The UDAA, Lord, Captain of Salvation. Members, we pray that everyone that has taken this communion, mighty miracles would work in our lives, in our homes. This week, may we hear good news. May we have testimonies that we shall share even next week. 
when we meet again. I pray and I bless your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. At this point, I want to give our offering. I want to call this offering Project Offering. You see, what it is, is that because we are no longer, we have not been meeting for a while, the offerings of the church has drastically come down. And you can understand. Sometimes it is almost like out of sight, out of mind. Or you can't see me. So some people would even say that we don't, we no longer have church because to them, church is when we come to this physical building. But you know, church is not just physical building gathering. It is when you can hear the word of God. It is when you can have opportunity to have the presence of God. It is when you can even meet in your house. In those days, church was including household gatherings. And so we are having church. And so as we have church, Bible says that we should give and it shall be given unto us. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. Causes men. The men that includes your boss. It includes friends. Includes auntie, uncle. Includes people that you may not even think about. He causes men to give unto your bosom. Today I want you to give a good offering. Most of our offerings as a church, the UD in general, goes into projects. You realize that we don't use churches money for cars and those things. It's not like that. We are blessed with one of the best leaders, the prophet died, who is into building of churches, church buildings. As we are talking now, just a few days ago, I went somewhere in the Ashanti region just to inspect projects. I tell you, and there are a lot of projects that are ongoing during this COVID-19. A lot of bishops are traveling in charge of moving and making sure that things are going. I tell you, cathedrals that have been built for the glory of God. And it is you and I, our monies that come together to advance some of these projects. So today I want you to give something you have not given before. And today is the last Sunday of the month. For some people, you've just received your salary this week. So I want you to give. Give 300 Ghana cities. Give 200 Ghana cities. Give 100 Ghana cities. For some, your level is to give 50 Ghana cities or 20. Whichever God has blessed you with. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I feel led to read this. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Some of you, your tithe must be given today. So just look for the numbers. The numbers are rolling. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. You know? It says that, Now concerning the collection for the saints as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, which is Sunday, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has blessed him. So, as God has given you during the week or during the month, he said, I have prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. God expects you when you come to church or when we have the first day of the week, it's an opportunity to give. And as we give like that, there will come a time when Apostle Paul or your bishop will come and say, we are doing, we are sending envelopes to gather money and all that because we give generously. So I want you to give. Give now. The numbers are 059 that is the MTN Momo 3025215 
one five, and there's the Airtel Tigo and then the Vodafone. They are all coming on the screen now for those who are watching. And then I'm believing God that you do your signing now. Most of us can send via MTN, and God is going to bless us. So do it right away as you are closing. Send your tithe when you are in the Flow Church. When you send it, write your name and then add into bracket F Church. If you are in the A Church, you also do same A Church, so that the indication will be clear. Do it now. I'm just waiting for you a minute or two, and God is going to bless you. We are believing God that we will come back to the physical church soon because that is something that we are we've been praying about and we seem to be hearing that God will through the government release us to come. Amen. If, if that should be, we'll try and then communicate it to you. But till then let's give and God is going to bless us. Hallelujah. Are you giving? Everybody give. Give in your house. Maybe for some reason you don't have money on your wallet. Maybe you have physical cash as house centers or whatever you can just put it together and then come to the church and uh, Pastor Lot who is the administrator will be there and then I'm sure that you can meet him and then he will just collect and then record everything in your names may the Lord bless you and may he keep you may he cause his face to shine upon you may he be gracious unto you may he give you peace that passes all understanding I love you so much and I believe that God will help us during the week. Remember, tomorrow is Monday. Actually, today, just about 12 o'clock, the prophet will be live on First Love Center Facebook page. Let's try and watch it. Healing Jesus TV. We will be so much blessed. Every afternoon, he shares powerful messages. Last week, I connected just after the studio. I went straight and I was blessed. And in the evening at 7 p.m., there's a flow revival service it's, it's basically meat that is shared with people who want to be serious with God and ministry and God is going to bless us so today 12 o'clock and then 7pm stay connected to the prophet and this week the routine and the plan is on Monday that is tomorrow at 7pm just go to Facebook and type Bishop Emmanuel Lewis in Tefl dash DHMM that's our chairman for the AA denomination. And when you log in, there's going to be a new program he's starting called the Church Growth Online Chat. And let's all get involved. We are going to learn a lot about things to do with church. About our center, about our center, about center, and how to grow the area that you are involved with. And the Lord will bless you. And usual Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 4 a.m. Prayer goes on. Stay connected and I believe God will bless you. Rise to your feet wherever you are in your home. In the studio, let's rise to our feet. As we are closing, just begin to bless the name of the Lord and tell him, God, I thank you for such a time that you can use my pastor to speak to me. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May he continue to strengthen you. May whatever has fought you in times past, Lord, be overcome. In the name of Jesus. And somebody say, Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and let's share the grace. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation, the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit, and our year of the shepherd, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Bless 
for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449-0540-774941. Stay blessed.